Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com, and this is a series of episodes that will be appearing on just about all my podcasts, because um, it's relevant to all of them. And this is going to be a new series on blockchain. So I've done a series before, uh, several years ago, just sort of like on what is blockchain, what are the different pieces of the technology, so that way people can understand it. Um, but I think it's time for a new one. So before I get into like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the specific like cryptocurrencies and types of technologies in this space, what I want to kind of cover first is what is a blockchain and why does it matter? And so that's going to be this first episode and then we'll kind of get into like mining and just sort of like the whole ecosystem as a whole and like level one, our layer one versus layer two technologies, etc. Okay, so at its core, the, the idea behind, the fundamental like idea behind the blockchain was a ledger, okay? And ledgers aren't new, okay? So a ledger, if you're not familiar with what a ledger is, it's a, a an accounting of transactions. So once upon a time, you actually had like ledger books, like these books that you sit there and someone, let's say, would come to the bank and withdraw money. Well, there'd be an entry in the book saying, okay, Bob withdrew X from his account. So that's negative this amount, and this is the new balance in Bob's checking account. So it was sort of a record of transactions in different accounts that allow you to kind of keep track of things going in and out uh, of different accounts. Now the problem with like a physical ledger it are, are twofold. One, uh, integrity. Like people have sometimes better handwriting or worse handwriting, so you misread someone's handwriting and you let someone withdraw more than they have or not withdraw, be able where you tell them that they have a lower balance than they actually do because you're looking at handwritten records. Um, also, uh, it's hard to back up those records. Okay, so security. So like what happens is that like to back up a physical ledger book, you'd have to rewrite those transactions in another book and there's like a whole new world of like human error when people rewrite something. And then three, like integrity. So people can make mistakes, okay, but also, people can um, you have the security issue that people can easily just like intentionally put in the wrong information in a written record, and that becomes the truth because you, again you don't have any duplicates. There's not much you can compare it against because you're not going to rewrite that whole thing over and over again. Okay, so that's why keeping a physical ledger um, has its problems, and then you start having like digital ledgers. So think of like using a software like QuickBooks or FreshBooks. Okay, um, which neither of which are sponsoring this podcast, by the way, they, they should. Um, but um, basically there you are saving your records in a digital space, which means again, you don't have to worry about like people misreading things. Um, chances are like a service like if you're using QuickBooks Online or FreshBooks Online, it's being backed up and duplicated. So you have some safety security of like, you're not gonna lose the information, some level of redundancy. Um, but you still have some issues with like trust because they have to trust that you put in the right information. Okay, um, so basically someone, let's say you are a bike rental, okay, and you have your fresh books and you usually keep track of like people renting bikes and the revenue that's coming in and whatnot. You know, people have to trust you that you're, you're tracking this stuff correctly. Um, so even though like, hey, you have the redundancy and also you have to trust that, that, hey, like the company FreshBooks has got your data. Okay. Like, uh, hopefully they don't just like disappear one day or someone hacks into their servers. Those are things you don't have control over and nothing you can do if they happen. 
Okay, so you have this also like these security issues. Much better than keeping a physical book, which someone can just like nab and you just, well, that's just, that's that. Um, but still not perfect. Now, it's still pretty decent. Like, again, if you're talking about like your A company and you're keeping track of your internal records, it's probably as good as it's going to get because you want to keep your personal records private so you don't necessarily like want them anywhere other than in your hands. But what about public records? Okay, think about who things that like everybody benefits from knowing like who owns property you know uh where is your money where what is the sh what was the shipping path of like the, from the banana from the farm where the banana was grown to the wholesaler where the banana was to the store that it was sold into the person that bought it and eventually ate it okay while that's useful data to have there's no one place to find that information because if you're the the farm you have no interest in keeping track of who bought the end banana and if you're the store that sold the end banana you have no you have no interest in caring where the farm is um so having these sort of vertical chains of information there's like not necessarily incentives there to, to hold it because that just means you're taking care of more space just more work more work and more cost cool so blockchain kind of addresses all these issues and the way it does that um, is actually pretty interesting. The way it does that is there is no sort of, there's no like company, like in this case, you yeah, like again, if you're thinking FreshBooks or QuickBooks Online, that company warehouses your data on the servers that they've provisioned, that they manage. There is no the server. There is no the entity that manages, uh, that has control over this ledger and is responsible for backing up the ledger. It's baked into the technology. So what happens is that um, there are several copies of this ledger. And these copies of this ledger are owned by anybody who chooses to validate transactions. Okay, we can call them valid validators, a node. Um, the idea is that they make sure that these transactions, like they're the ones, if you imagine like this physical ledger where people are writing transactions, it's the validators, it's the nodes that are actually committing those transactions to the ledger. They're saying, okay, hey, this thing happened, and we're writing it down. And these collections of transactions are referred to as a block. So imagine them as like, a, think of a block as a page in a ledger booklet, okay, where you have a bunch of little lines with different transactions written down. So what happens as transactions get collected in different validators, validate the transaction okay there comes a point where a bunch of transactions get committed to the ledger and creates a new block so basically the blockchain is just this sort of linked list uh, for all those in the, the, soft, the software development podcast a linked list of pretty much of transactions now okay that's cool I get that and, and the cool thing is again Validators, they don't need to know who each other are. You just you can just install software and be a validator, start your own node, and validate transactions. So you have no idea who else is validating, um, nor do you necessarily care. So what happens is, but you're providing redundancy. So now like the copy of the ledgers on, let's say, hundreds, if not thousands of computers. Okay, so you have that backup. And then you have integrity, because what's gonna happen is in the software, it's going to verify that you know the the copy of the ledger you have in your computer is genuine by comparing it to all the other ones elsewhere. So basically, like if there's some sort of mismatch, 
you know, you're not going to be able to manipulate that file on your computer if you're a validator to reflect some transaction that never happened because everybody else would have to be in consensus. Everyone else has to agree. So if 99 out of not of 99 copies of that, uh, or let's say 99 out of 100 copies of that ledger don't have the transactions, but yours does, it's going to get rejected. Okay, and you don't know who those other 99 people are, so it's not like you can necessarily target them and 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 edit their copies. So it's really hard to, or if near impossible to manipulate. Okay, <clears throat> so it's not like I can just hack in somewhere. There's no like place that oh, if I just hack into this computer here. It's on a bunch of different computers, and you don't know where those computers are because they're all over the world. And they're all owned by different people. Nobody knows where all these computers are. Okay, so the idea is that you don't need to trust anybody in particular because there's just this sort of mechanism where there, the more people there are validating, the more you can trust the network. So the trust is built into the network. The trust between individual parties isn't needed. That's why you hear people talk about like trustless networks. Um, <clears throat> then we get into the whole issue of like why would validators want to validate transactions and this is where like cryptocurrency comes in and I'll get into that in the next episode but that's sort of what a blockchain is it's just basically a ledger of transactions okay where a decentralized group of validators sometimes referred to as nodes validators whatever will have a copy of the ledger and validate transactions on the ledger because there are many points at which transactions get valid. Invalid transactions will not get committed to that ledger. Okay, and those always copies of the ledger. So it's not like one day, like if someone decides, hey, I'm not going to validate transactions anymore, doesn't necessarily mean the network shuts down. So it's not like, you know, like if you're using a something centralized, like if a bank shuts down, well, that's it. The, you know, that, that's gone. Um, you know, you have a lot of parties who are completely unrelated holding this information. And this m information, this ledger could track several different things. It could track units of currency, units of products. It could track literally any information you would put in any kind of record set. So you can literally imagine any type of data or information that would need to be recorded and it can be tracked in this manner. Okay, so that's what a blockchain is. It's more of this idea of how do you and inherently, that's going to really need the web, okay? That needs an internet to create that network of computers, okay? So this is why this is part of my Web Dev 101 podcast as well, along with some of my other podcasts that are more like commentary-based um, and the Bitcoin, Blockchain, Crypto podcast. So, yeah, so that's the technology, okay? Again, the idea is that all these computers communicate with each other, update each other on transactions that have happened, and validate transactions and then uh, stuff happens so on the next video i mean the next podcast i'm going to talk more about why why do these validators validate transactions how can this sort of decentralized network happen how does that work okay and there's two different ways that can kind of work out okay but bottom line is it all comes down to incentives so i'll see you guys in the next episode and we'll go from there